With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Wrigley Field on the north side of Chicago, Illinois, the Marlins opened up a three-game weekend set against the Chicago Cubs. In game one, Edward Cabrera made his return to the Marlins rotation. He went opposite of the left-hander Justin Steele. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Welcome back to Wrigley Field in Chicago, where the Marlins this afternoon lose a tough one to the Cubs. Two on the final in game one of this three-game weekend series. First game of a six-game road trip for Miami. This was a really well-pitched ball game on both sides. And when there were some base runners, starters and relievers on both sides found a way to escape until the latter innings in this one and the Cubs find a way to sneak out of here with the W. Edward Cabrera came off the injured list to make the start for the Marlins today. For Cabrera, who had been sidelined by tendonitis in his right elbow, was his first big league start since June 12th in Houston, about seven weeks since we last saw Cabrera on the mound. And while I got in some trouble in the first inning with a leadoff walk and a one-out walk, he got a line drive double play off the bat of Ian Happ to hang a zero at the end of a 22-pitch first inning. And this game would stay scoreless for a while because Justin Steele was piling up strikeouts on the mound for the Cubs, 10 of them through four and two-thirds. And Cabrera was doing the same for the Marlins, two Ks in the second, two in the third, two in the fourth, and two in the fifth. He retired 13 of the final 14 batters he faced in this game, beginning with the Hap double play that ended the first inning. He allowed only one base runner after that, and Ian Hap walk in the fourth inning. And Cabrera threw five no-hit innings. No hits, no runs, three walks, eight Ks, done after 78 pitches, 47 strikes in his return from the injured list. This game was scoreless all the way into the seventh. The Marlins had a chance in the fourth inning. They loaded the bases with one out, but Peyton Burdick in his big league debut struck out, and then Jacob Stallings had a fly ball to right. Marlins got a man to second base with one out in the fifth inning. Miguel Rojas singled and stole a base, but Joey Wendell struck out, and at that point Justin Steele was pulled from the game. Michael Rucker came on, got Garrett Cooper to fly to right. And it was just 1-0 after another going up on the big manual scoreboard out in center field here at Wrigley until the seventh inning. Cabrera went the first five for the Marlins with three walks and eight Ks. Waskar Brazabon came on and started the sixth. He allowed a leadoff single to Nick Madrigal. He then walked Rafael Ortega. A wild pitch got runners to second and third. So the Cubs in a scoreless game had second and third with nobody out, some big bats coming up, and Brazabon with the infield in had to go after Wilson Contreras. 2-2, Contreras a swing and a miss. Brazabon needed a strikeout, and he gets it. A good changeup from Waskar Brazabon for the first out in the sixth inning. Then he had to go after the dangerous slugging first baseman, Patrick Wisdom. And on 2-2, he takes strike three called. Brazabon back-to-back Ks. First Contreras, now Wisdom, and there are two outs in the sixth. At that point, Donnie pulled Brazabon. He went for the lefty, Stephen Oker, to turn Ian Happ around. Happ would bat right-handed 
against Okert. Second and third, two down, scoreless game in the Cubs' sixth. 0-2 to him is over the outside corner. Called strike three, got him on a slider. So the Cubs had second and third with nobody out. Brazabon strikes at Contreras in wisdom, and then Okert fans have to escape the mess. In the top of the seventh, the Marlins would finally break through as the Cubs brought right-hander Eric Ullman on to pitch. He got the first out, Stallings on a fly ball to left, but then Charles LeBlanc singled. LeBlanc went two for three in this game. He was lifted for a pinch runner, Luke Williams, and errant pickoff throw to first base got Williams down to second. Ullman then hit Miguel Rojas with a pitch, and so the Marlins had met at first and second with one out in the seventh inning. Ullman was pulled. Left-hander Brandon Hughes out of the bullpen to face the lefty hitter, Joey Wendell. The 2-2, Hughes to Wendell. Bouncing ball up the middle to his right. Madrigal can't get it. Base hit right center. Williams around third. He's coming home. And finally, the Marlins have broken through. Miggy to third, an RBI hit for Joey Wendell. And it's 1-0 Miami in the seventh. And at that point, the Marlins had first and third with only one out, but they could not add on. And that would come back to hurt later. Garrett Cooper lines softly to second for the second out. Jesus Aguilar struck out, and we hit the seventh inning stretch in this game. Miami won, and the Cubs nothing. Anthony Bender pitched around a one-out walk in the bottom of the seventh, set down the side to keep it one nothing. And at that point, through seven innings today, Marlins pitchers had worked 24 consecutive innings without allowing a single run, going back to the first inning of the Tuesday game at home against the Reds. Marlins couldn't extend their lead in the eighth inning, put a couple men on base with two outs. Peyton Burdick in his big league debut worked a walk after striking out his first three times. Jacob Stallings then singled with first and second and two down. Luke Williams had a fly ball left, ending the top of the eighth. In the bottom of the eighth, Dylan Floro came out of the bullpen trying to protect a one-nothing lead. He allowed a leadoff hit to Nick Madrigal. Rafael Ortega then hit a high chopper up the first base line. Garrett Cooper lost it in the sun but recovered in time to tag the runner out, Ortega, for the first out. Madrigal took second, and with a man at second and one out in the bottom of the eighth, up to the plate, step Wilson Contreras. Last time he played at Wrigley Field last week, he thought he was playing here as a Cub for the final time. It was a very emotional day for him, expecting to be traded at the deadline on Tuesday. He was not traded. He's still a Cub. Got a big standing ovation his first time to the plate here today. And in the eighth inning, he reminded Cubs fans why they're so happy he's still here. Floro's 0-1. Contreras rips one to left. Way back. Burdick onto the track. At the wall and into the bleachers. He's still a Cub. And he's got the biggest hit of the day. Wilson Contreras, a two-run homer in the eighth to put the Cubs on top 2-1. to one. And Rowan Wick, who got the final out in the eighth inning, would sit down the side, one, two, three in the ninth. Miguel Rojas, a pop-up to second. Joey Wendell, a ground ball to short. And Garrett Cooper, a ground ball to third. Cubs win it, two to one. Contreras with his 16th home run, RBIs 40 and 41. He was hitting 167 in his last 22 games. Into today, he had been 0 for his first three today. But with the game on the line in the eighth, he delivered. And the Cubs on that one big swing win this one, 2-1. to one. For Chicago, two runs, four hits, two errors, six left. For the Marlins, one run, seven hits, no errors, 11 left. Rowan Wick, the winning pitcher, 3-5. and five. Dylan Floro takes the loss, 0-1. Time of the ball game was three hours, 20 minutes. This was a 2-1 game that took three hours, 20 minutes to complete. 
Cubs with the win snap a five-game losing streak. They'd lost six of seven coming in. They improved to 42-63 and 63 on the season. They're now 21-32 and 32 here at Wrigley Field. Meanwhile, the Marlins have lost six of seven. They have lost 18 of their last 27 going back to July 6th. Marlins are again 10 over. They're low watermark of the year at 48 and 58 now 25 and 30 away from Lone Depot Park game two of this series comes up tomorrow Pablo Lopez from Miami lefty Drew Smiley will go for the Cubs again a 2:20 first pitch Miami time as the Marlins continue this three game set here at Wrigley Field the Marlins and Auto Nation are again working together this season to strike out cancer in our communities Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout in 2022, $25 donated to Auto Nation's driving initiative to support cancer research. Today, a total of 13 strikeouts, meaning another $325 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's drive pick initiative for the season now. 926 strikeouts by the Miami staff, $23,150 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's drive pink initiative. Tough afternoon for the Marlins. Not a whole lot of offense. Uh really for either side the marlins scored first they tried to uh win with just a run yesterday didn't work for them cubbies win it two to one let's hear from marlins manager don Mattingly afterwards skip uh, this is kind of a crazy game here give up a couple hits and do you look at one pitch do you look at missed ops or a little both a little both i think um you know the inning that we score you look like you had an opportunity there to add on and, and we're not able to with the right guys up, you think, too. Uh, you know, Luke hits the ball good late with guys on. If that ball get, gets over, gets through, it just changes the game. Uh, yeah, then, we, you know, we leave the change. look like a change-up. It just kind of stayed middle and down with, uh, Contreras. You know, yeah, Contreras and, you know, obviously made his pay. Yeah, and he, he missed the fastball before that, but uh, got to the 0-1 pitch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's different there's places to go. We know, you know, you kind of know where to go, but you still got to get there. And, and he's dangerous. We've been swinging the bat good. Um, so, yeah, you, when you're in a game this this close, uh, you know, one pitch changes changes the game. Cabrera, you couldn't ask for more, huh? Yeah, Cabby was good. I thought he was aggressive uh, early, a little bit off uh, command-wise, but as the game went on, it looked like he got better. Uh, kept blending the off-speed stuff. I thought Jacob did a nice job of kind of directing him through the lineup. Uh, yeah, he couldn't ask for for much more than that. You know, for a guy coming back off you know rehab. The shot Bladay hit early in the game was really hard to see. I don't know what Keith saw. The one down the line, it was. It yeah, really yeah, had a good angle of it. Yeah, our guy here said hits. You know, it's so close down there on the pole. It's not like it hit the wall first, right? So that mm. the kind of the pole, the wall blends with the pole. I I didn't see it myself. Yeah. But I think Austin had a good shot at it and knew right away it was foul. And back to Cabrera, we, you mentioned pregame, just the caution with him after being gone for so long and only being out wherever his pitch count was coming in. Just that balance you have to strike when he is doing as well as he is, but the pitch count was where it was. Yeah, I mean, we got we got to, first comes first, you're going to protect the kid. Uh, he was at, you know, for us, 75, I think, or 80, and I think he was at 70-something when he comes out. He's not going to be able to go out and finish an inning, so... At that point, yeah, we're going to protect him first. Uh, but, you know, this outing gets him a chance to, you know, that he, his pitch count changes next time out. He'll be, he'll be further down the road. Uh, sixth inning, it was, I think it was a concern about the foul ball that looked like it bounced off his, his leg or whatever. What was the discussion there on, on that play? Yeah, we thought it hit him when he was fair, and it sounded like the ball was foul when it hit him, and it sounded like they had it right, too. I think Austin, again, said that the ball was foul. It doesn't matter if he's unfair. 
uh, but the ball is in foul territory. Uh, Charles, two hits, including the one that started that seventh inning rally. Just what have you seen from him weekend? I know it's only a weekend, but what have you seen from him in terms of what he can do with the plays? Yeah, I think, you know, what we've seen is, is really what Darren uh, Brown told me when he came up from AAA. He's a, he's a guy that has a pretty good game plan when he walks up there, and he stays with it. And I think that's one of the things you see him. He's kind of he's more calm. It's like he's got some ABs under his belt. He's not out there jumping at everything. He's got an idea what he wants to do uh, and stays with it. Uh, and he's you know he's having success. He seems to be kind of good at a lot of different things. He runs pretty good. He's been pretty steady with his hands at third. Uh, he can play multiple positions. So uh, at this point, you know he's he hasn't did really anything that says, man, this guy's not. You know he's been a pretty good player. For Cabrera, is there anything you're seeing differently from him from last year and maybe this year? Uh, you know, I think it's a guy that's been here, so obviously took some lumps last year. Uh, he's been, a, I feel like, a little steadier this year about um, just using all his pitches. He's kind of changed a little bit. He's using his two-seam some uh, and the four, the change-up, and, and using his curveball at times. So he's using the whole mix. I think that's one of the things that's been better. Um but for the most part, when he can get into good counts, he's actually got weapons even when he gets behind. But, you know, you'd love to see a guy stay in, you know, stay in good counts where it really makes guys guess. So that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 2-1 to loss to the Cubs yesterday. The Marlins back to 10-under at 48-58. and Game two of this series comes your way this afternoon at 2-20 when Pablo Lopez goes opposite of the left-handed veteran Drew Smiley. We'll hit the air at 150 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.